exactly what you run from, you end up chasing. Like you can't avoid, but just chasing it and just like trying, giving it everything that you can. There's always an option. And good evening, everyone. We're back at it again. Fat Dog Vinyl Podcast. We are recording this live from Fat Dog Vinyl, which is at 7 North Main Street in wonderful, beautiful, exotic downtown Mount Vernon. And today is an episode that was going to happen no matter what. It was one of the first big ideas we had. Today we have Andy on to talk about Tyler, the Creator's Igor, and I'm your host, Matt Bacher. So Andy, right off the bat, why is this your favorite record? Um... I don't know. This is like the track or the album that really got me like listening to or I shouldn't say listening to music. I've always been listening to music, but really like expanded my genres. And I don't know, I just kind of fell in love with it. I love the synths on this album, you know, and the the story on it is just you can't beat it. Like you it, can't really get that on many other albums. Yes, and it was so much growth for Tyler the Creator. I graduated high school in like 2014-ish, so it's like, I remember his earlier records, like I remember when like Yonkers dropped, and like everyone was super into his more edgy, chaotic, you know, it's like Loiter Squad Tyler, and Loiter Squad Tyler is in the past for better or for worse, we learned so much about Tyler and his journey in Flower Boy and then on Igor. Igor was, what year was this? 20... 2019. 2019, right. So right before COVID. Mm-hmm. So, and this is like a huge album, obviously. You said it expanded your genres. Obviously, there's yeah. ton of electronica. There's pitched vocals. There's synthesizer. Uh, it's a very jazzy record. Right. Like you can tell, Tyler has a wonderful ear. Um so right off the bat, the theme. What was going through your head the first time you heard Igor's theme? Well, um, so the first like 20 seconds, like 25 seconds of that song is just like a really bold synth. So for, <laughs> yes. for a second, I thought it just wasn't going to end. I thought it was a joke, like hearing some of Tyler's previous stuff. Yeah, but then, it was really heavy right, right off the yeah. bat. Absolutely. But then... Uh, that drum break started, and then Lil Uzi Vert's vocals started with the writing, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, this is not hip-hop, really. I mean, it's hip-hop, but not, like, hard rap, you know? Right, which is wonderful, because obviously Tyler, first and foremost, is a rapper. But he's also winning, like, Grammys for rap albums, and he's like... This is kind of racist because I'm winning best rap album yeah. for things that I wouldn't even say are rap albums, which I thought was really interesting. I always love when somebody wins a Grammy and then they immediately turn it back on their head and they're like, yeah, but what does this mean for my career? What does this mean for culture? So obviously we're the, the main f- focus of the podcast is to talk records start to finish just right off the bat, you know, for our listeners at home, think of your favorite concept album. Nothing is complete without a theme and a wonderful way to go out. And this is just really is an interesting start to the record. And it really does get your attention. Even so, if it takes you a little off guard. And then what it flows into 
is probably the big hit of the record, and it's Earthquake. Yep. Believe it or not, Tyler wrote this song, and he was fine to have a major pop star have it. Yeah. Because it was offered to Justin Bieber. And someone else, I think he offered it to Rihanna, too. Yes. And they both declined it, which I'm kind of glad, because Thank I cannot God. see Justin Bieber with this no, song. No, bless. It's so much better that Tyler has it, yeah. so... Um, obviously we have conflicting thoughts when, like, a song blows up from your favorite record. Earthquake didn't get old, though. No, it doesn't, yeah. But, like, I mean, now that I've just heard it so much, I hear it, like, anytime someone talks about Tyler, they always mention it. Every time I hear it, I kind of have to be in a certain mood to really, like, enjoy it, you know? Like, I'm not saying it's a bad song, I'm just saying, like, to really, I don't know. It doesn't hit the same, because, like I said, it... It didn't have to be on this wonderful concept record where Tyler made a lot of personal and social statements as much. This really could have been... It's it's just a good song. I mean, yeah. it's a pretty song. It has a really nice chord progression. I was actually playing around with it on my acoustic guitar the other day. It's just simple, you know? You could throw it in as a teaser. Like, it's just a pretty song. For real, for real this time. talked about on this show before is when a song has a sense of it's just very universal so like what do you think it is about earthquake that makes it so universal that it was offered to other artists and why it's the biggest hit on tyler's igor record i think it's just like the catchy lyrics like the chorus especially like it's just so easy to enjoy and really like and, oh and that like those trumpets too like you cannot not enjoy that yeah i mean it's just and it is kind of a jazzier chord progression too um i want to say it's like off a major seven chord which is like like when i was playing it on guitar it's like oh this is why it sounds nice like when you when you really break it down to basics it's very easy to understand <laughs> now flowing into on my first record my favorite song on the record what are your general thoughts on i think um I, every time this song comes on, I just like, I don't know, I just want to like dance, you know? I mean, I'm not I'm not a dancer, I don't like to dance really, but that's just like what goes on in my head, you know? That's the sign of a wonderful song, is what gets the non-dancers like moving a little bit, like, I, I think it's a catchy song on the record, like when I'm getting into this big concept album. Also, just the chorus of the I think I'm falling in love, like, mm -hmm. it is when the record is young, the right. narrative is breaking out, we are in the act one when it's happy, you can't yeah. go into the immense pain that the album brings without, like, a song like I think, and yet again, it's very universal. Four, 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 four. Sorry, this is not apology. You 
such a distraction. That's what and you know, somebody like Tyler, who is very much not your average American, he is not your average hip hop or rap artist. Like, really, there is only one Tyler, the creator. And I just really enjoy what he brings to the record. So, I mean, I think was the other big one. So, rolling into the next track on the record. Okay. I'm going to take the lead on this. Okay. Um, Believe it or not. So, remind me on what it's called. Exactly what you run from, you end up chasing. Okay. Yes. Funny story about this one. Um, In late 2019, major life events, early 2020, COVID pandemic. I remember I was driving across the state being... A weirdo not feeling much like myself not having much of my life figured out and I went through a thing where I was just going to church with everybody I knew not not even just Christian churches I'll go to this church I'll go to this religious gathering I just mainly wanted to like community network mm-hmm. and going to Bible studies everything in the book to just try to learn more about myself and the world we live in and I was listening to this record driving on 71 across the state And this song comes on and there's just somebody with like a bunch of overtly religious bumper stickers right in front of me. And it's like, oh, it just hit me in such a weird place. And this is an interlude. Yeah. It's not fun. It's not catchy. It plays a role. And when I got that in that moment, it became one of my favorite tracks on the album because of that unique personal experience to me. So... You know, even though this is an atypical track, it's not fun, it's not catchy. What What are your thoughts on this one? I mean, obviously this isn't something that I just throw on. I don't think I have that with any interlude. But when you throw this album on start to finish and this comes on, it really, like, puts the whole album together. It puts it in perspective. Like, yeah, it's, it's it a really makes part. sense. Yeah. Yeah, and like I said, just because of, like, my weird personal experience with it, I just... I will never forget that as long as I live. And whenever it comes on, it's like, I always look directly in front of me and I'm like, am I moving? Am I walking towards something? Am I walking away from something? Am I going through a major transitional period? And that's why, that's foreboding. I don't know. The song creeps me out a little bit at the end of the day just because of that experience. And then it goes into running out of time. Yeah, which is a perfect transition in my opinion. Yeah, 100%. It's the setup. Like, that's where the interlude goes. So, why is running out of time such a great and pivotal point on the album's narrative? Well, this is when the the album starts, like, turning into that, like, from that lovey-dovey romance into, like, the... Oh, I like I, kind of like an obsession almost. Yes, and it is an obsessive record, and Igor is obviously a narrative character. Uh, obviously, it's kind of like the crazy, misformed lab assistant. It's you know Igor is coming from a point of alienation, yeah. and obviously on this record, there's an infatuation, and running out of time to make you love me is. Even the phrasing of that to make you love me, it's running out of time, running out of time, running out of time, running out of time to make you love me. Running out of time, running out of time to make you love me. Always been my head around. 
word, word that like a hundred different ways, but that specific wording, it yeah. just fits with the character, fits with the album. Yeah, and it's such a pivotal drop off because things start getting a little weird. It gets a little sad, and I think this is a wonderful time to talk about why this record interested me so much in the first place. So, like I said, when I was in high school, everyone's like laughing at Loiter Squad. Tyler's just funny. He's got a funny laugh. He's got a really loud personality, a crazy and pretty interesting sense of fashion, um, which Andy is always representing. Every time I've ever seen Andy, he's got some Tyler the Creator, like Golf Lafleur, Odd Future thing going on. So it's like, you know, a lot of it was shock rock, but hip hop. Yeah. Um, lots of vulgarity. Lots of horror core, one hundred percent. Um. Very, I like. So I was in a plant shop in downtown Columbus the other day, and I forget which old Tyler song came on, but he's slinging the uh, the other f word. Uh, yeah. The f word that's derogatory towards a certain group of <laughs> people. Uh, and the one running the plant store is like, damn, what is this? And I looked at her and I was laughing as I held a Monstera plant. And I'm like, oh, this is old Tyler, the creator. And she's like, damn, I had no idea. Um, so I think that's a wonderful transition to talk about homophobic slurs into this album's predecessor, which is Flower Boy. Yeah. Um, I'm going to let the folks at home piece together that connotation. Uh, the first time I heard Boredom from Flower Boy, that's where I'm like, I'm in on Tyler. Yeah. This is a beautiful progression. Obviously, it got a lot of folks listening to somebody like Rex Orange County. Oh, you have Lil yeah, Wayne on the album. Yeah, uh, who, who else is on Flower Boy? Remind me. Um, Jaden Smith on Jayden, Pothole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, was it Steve Lacey, I think? Steve on Lacey is... Yeah, yep, yep. So... You know, that's when Tyler got my attention. Because he's like, surprise, um, when he's always the one making everyone laugh. Sometimes it's hard to talk about sexuality, and especially like in hip-hop, you know, homophobia has been in all genres of music. And, you know, obviously there's plenty of, of gay superstars in the rock world and the pop world, but like... Tyler coming out in like what twenty seventeen ish era. Right I knew some people that were kind of like not thrilled. They're like, and a lot of people like didn't even believe it. Like no, like yeah. old Tyler. They were like, some people still. I see. Yeah. People in like comment threads. They're like, yeah. Do people actually believe that? Like, yeah. He's made like two albums about it. I... Yes, and there's like people were saying it was pandering, and it's like just because Tyler is not following a lot of stereotypes people associate with that or he makes like rap that is borderline horror core yeah. and very aggressive oh, 100% outrageously violent at times especially early on his career and stuff so when Tyler came out and started making personal records um you know obviously he was able to fit in with some of the hip-hop world some of the hip-hop world turned his backs so, I mean like to me, just the narrative, the jazz influence, the songwriting, the classic samples. Oh, yeah. Like, Flower Boy post-Tyler is like, man, I'd take the, the back half of his career over the first half in a country mile. Because, like, I thought Tyler was funny. I liked Loiter Squad. I liked 
generally I could like smile and laugh along and like I got some of his more aggressive early stuff or like I remember this Tamale song came out. Like, it's just... That music video is wild. Yes, it's just crazy. It's a lot of nonsense. It's a lot of fun. But, like, Igor's a game changer. Mm, 100%. And it's it's deeper than Flower Boy. In my humble opinion, I think it just has a better track listing. Like, Flower Boy set the precedent for where he was going. But, like... So, it's definitely... Is this your favorite album of all time? No, I wouldn't say it's not my favorite Tyler record. I think I would say it's his best record, but like, I I would have to say my favorite. So I'm not, I'm gonna try not to go on a tangent, but it's Wolf, just cause like that's where he started to try to go into that jazziness. Yeah, you know that's the first time we saw the hints of it. Like obviously, Flower Boy was like the major transition, but no, I mean you're you're completely right. That's when we started seeing that. You're allowed to go into it a little bit though, so. Why is it that we don't have to talk about Wolf as much, mm-hmm. but you said something that's very interesting. Well, I think his best album is Igor. Maybe not your personal favorite at all given times. And like, obviously when you're a diehard, favorites change, seasons come and go, things grow on you. What, what makes you make a blanket statement like Igor is his best record? Um... So I like the production is top tier. I like haven't seen anything like that. You can tell like when you really dissect the beats, like there's so much going on, but not where it, like attacks your ears. Like it's all it all just blends together perfectly, and like like his vocals, he like he just made them once again go perfectly with the instrumentals, like and like once again going back to the story, the story just and at the end I was gonna talk about this later, but it loops all together. Mm-hmm. And that just, like, the amount of effort he put into it is insane. But Wolf is, like, it's just really fun to listen to. And you still have, like, aspects of Igor on Wolf, you know? It's not as brutal, you know? It's a little more fun to put on, like... Like, when you put on Goblin, like, that's, like, just when you're mad, when you're upset. Yeah, Igor, you gotta be in more of a headspace for it, which is why, you know... Today of all days, it, it was a good day to hit the Igor too, and it's a lazy, sleepy Sunday here in beautiful Malvern, and you know, it's been a hectic holiday weekend for everyone, it's like, Igor is just hitting. So it goes into New Magic Wand, correct? Yes. What was the giant US event? It could have been the Grammys, it could have been the, what was the big like award show or thing he performed this it was, at? Yeah, it was the Grammys. Holy shit, like that was wild. hundred clones of him walking back. That was wild. I know. I, I had, there was a point where I watched that like once every day. I mean. I love that he picked this song in that earthquake too. Like. He, like he was really being himself too. Like he wasn't afraid to hold back during that performance. Yeah. Which I love. No, and it's very rare that something like a, a Super Bowl halftime show or a Grammy performance. Like half the time I don't really watch stuff like that. But like. I was really interested to see what he was going to do. And that really, that's got to be the most exciting thing I've seen in the Grammys in the 2010 era. Oh, yeah. I mean, I didn't watch them this year. So, like, if something sick happened, I wouldn't even I, know about I it. I only watched it because Kendrick won the best rap album, Kendrick Lamar. I, as soon as he won, I just stopped watching. That's fair. I mean, like, it is what it is. And like I said, when, because he won best rap album for Igor, correct? He did, yeah. Yeah, and I remember he was like, immediately talking shit yeah. like, I'm not really rapping much on this album. Yeah. 
Um, and also, he was talking about how they put in, like, the urban category, and he yeah, didn't like that word. <laughs> yeah, he the really word does urban. not like that word, though. Yeah. I forget which year it was, too, but it might have been the Igor year. I believe it might have been the same year uh, Corday put out The Lost Boy. I don't know what year that was. Which was one of my favorite hip-hop records. I had a friend that's, like, into newer rappers. He showed me. It was at the time his YBN Corday and The Lost Boy. I love that record, and it is a rap hip-hop record. Like, nothing about it. There are jazzy moments. There's, like, good production. But it's a rap album. And I want to say it was either to Igor or somebody else, but I remember that lost out as like best rap album, and I'm like, that doesn't sit right with me. Yeah, like in 2012 or 2013, I was uh, I was talking to Luca about this the other day, but I think it was yesterday. Macklemore, I'm pretty sure, won over Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> Kendrick, well, here's the thing, Kendrick's got the last laugh. You know, yeah. it's like Nick Foles beating like Tom Brady now. in the Super Bowl. Did Tom Brady need that one? No. Would he have liked to have it? Sure. Is anyone ever in the history of the world going to argue Nick Foles over Tom Brady? No. no. But did Nick Foles beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl? Yep. Hell yeah, I did. By the so, way, I will be discussing Macklemore's album next, next podcast. Uh, owner of the store, Phil Hicks, chimes in with... What was it called? The Heist? I the M- so. Macklemore and Ryan... Lo- was it Ryan Lewis? Was yeah, Macklemore and Ryan Lewis, The Heist... Okay, we're gonna drive. That was another. That was another big one back in high school. Yeah, um, two big songs. Thrift shop and like can't hold us, but um, fortunately, thank God this is gonna be. This is a Tyler Igor episode. Yes. I don't think I'd be as excitable and upbeat on a Macklemore episode, but. Phil Phil owns the store and I don't own the store, so if Bossman says we're gonna do a Macklemore episode, you know it's coming. <laughs> Anyway, so we just finished up New Magic Wand. The next one is Boy is a Gun, correct? Yep. And this is like when the album, I think... So this album is split into two. There's like an A and a B side. Yeah. I think this is the first song on the B side or the last song on the A side. But either way, this is the most important song on the album. There's literally an asterisk by it um, because of that. Okay. Well, break it down for us, Danandi. Why is Boy is a Gun the most important song? On Igor. So this is like when uh, Tyler, or Igor in this case, gets rejected, you know, when, yeah. heard, like, when he realizes, I'm not going to be with this person. And he, it's called The Boy is a Gun, because like, uh, he hurt Tyler, or Igor, I'm, I'm just going to call him Tyler. He, like, he hurt him, you know, and similar to the way guns hurt people. Don't know, shoot I, me down, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's not, if you really just like look at the lyrics, it's... Not like you see it. You see the what he's going for. That's why we're doing this Fat Dog um, vinyl show live. We barely edit this because we do some crazy Tyler the Creator conspiracies where Andy has now claimed that Tyler and Igor are the same character. Well, that's not what I'm saying. Like, I, I just got lazy. I... <laughs> like, if I find out Tyler is, in fact, the Igor on the album this, cover. this was about someone... Named Wyatt, I'm pretty sure. Someone named Wyatt or something like really? that. Really? See, I don't know the specifics and, like, actually what was going on in Tyler's life. I accept this as a piece of art and just let it let it be like that. Now, what is cool about this song is he is rapping and it's not yeah. as pitch-shifted. Because he yeah, pitch-shifts he, his voice to where, like, lie. who did you say did Igor's theme? 
um, Lil Uzi Vert, and yeah, like see, it kind of sounded like how he did in the album, <laughs> which I which I thought for the longest time. Yeah, because I was like, I don't know who is who half the time. Yeah, like like Kanye on the yeah next Kanye's track, on topic, the next track. I didn't realize no. until like a few months ago. And speaking of Kanye West, we will be doing a Kanye West breakdown on the trials and tribulations of following Kanye West, hip hop superstar, from the top of the mountain to the bottom of the barrel to creative genius to neo Nazi. And Phil's son Luca is going to have to break that down for us because it's way too much for me to keep track of. So we're going to do a wonderful Kanye retrospe- retrospective to break down the man, the myth, the legends. Um, and you said he is on the next track. Puppet, yeah. Puppet, which, what are your thoughts on Puppet? This song is really amazing. Um, this is also one of my favorites. On the, honestly, this might be my favorite. If I'm, I thought it was a boy's gun, but it might be this. But anyways. You're allowed um, to change your favorites. Yeah, I, it changes like every week. So basically, you love the, in fat dog uh, vinyl terms, flipping side A to side B. You yes. like the... You know, the middle is the best part of the, the Igor sandwich, yeah. then, in this case. is. Oh, wait, speaking of flipping sides, sorry, I, sorry. There's a, there's a hidden track in between, I, it's, it's after I think, uh, before the interlude. Mm-hmm. It's called, Boy, it's only on the CD and the vinyl, it's called Boyfriend. And, so that shocked me when I first put on the vinyl. Oh, man. Folks, at home. Our listeners, our fans, this is why we do not stream off Spotify. This is a live reaction. I don't own Igor on vinyl yet, and I don't play CDs because I'm not that weird. This is why we need to get to the bottom of this. So I do, I have heard this song. Yeah, so... I remember, I forgot all about that, but I remember just like I, I somebody, just remembered it somebody posted it on YouTube. Yeah, I think Tyler posted it. Yeah, so it's like... Yeah, I don't really, I don't know much about it, because, like, it's not like I can listen to it on my phone. Yeah. And I don't, I don't really just listen to music on YouTube or SoundCloud that much. So, um, it's basically talking about how he wanted to be with this guy, and that's basically it from what I remember. Um. But, yeah, it's, oh, and his voice is a lot higher. Yeah. And then we got What's Good Next, right? Yeah, this track is really weird. It's. (laughs) He's kind of just going all at it. He's getting his anger. He's getting his frustration, frustration out. Also, here back to Puppet. Sorry, just for a second. Yeah. He was talking and Puppet. He was like talking about, like, oh, shoot, I had something to say. He was talking about like just how. It's kind of like he, I'm using a lot of filler words here. How he really wanted to be with this guy. He's accepting fate. How he just how. It, the other girl is taking over. Yeah. And in New Magic... I'm just going back. In New Magic Wand, he's talking about, literally, I will kill this girl if I can be with you. Or if I can't, then I will kill you both. Yes, so we have a love triangle going on. Like, this really is... This would make a great play. Yeah. A Greek tragedy. (laughs) Um, It really is interesting. It's very much a contemporary... modern play it's it's shakespearean in ways because like obviously he's like i will kill to be with you and you know it's very it's very old-timey in this way and like yeah what's good is it is an angry song and it's like obviously it feels very far from earthquake it feels very far from i think it like it doesn't even sound like the same album
It has changed, but there's something cohesive just because it tells a story. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of great movies, it's, uh, like, my favorite film of all time, Jaws. Like, it starts out, it is fun, hanging out by the water, we're having a campfire, and then flash to, like, Quint being bitten in a half and, like, spitting out blood. It's, like, it's a different vibe, but it's a whole narrative story, you know? There's so much to take in. And now for the listeners at home, this is hands down my favorite song on the record. This is... My favorite song in the whole Tyler discography. This is Gone Gone and Thank You. (sighs) Similar to my interlude, this is the one where I'm actually more excited about what I have to say than to learn about your experiences with this record. I haven't really had that many experiences. Believe it or not, this, this one... There's usually a song on every album that, like, will take me to a very dark and terrible place. And it kind of makes my stomach hurt. Um, And this very same day, we had just recorded um, a retrospective on Weezer's Blue album. And on the closer, Only in Dreams, I'm like, yep, this is the one that hurts my stomach and makes me feel sick and confused. Gone Gone is it. It's a beautiful song, and it's super Mm, Um, pitch-shifted. It's very high... I'm going to pull up the lyrics for this one. Hold on. Yeah, no, this... You know, my love's gone, whether it's rain or shine. No, I'm fine for now. It's it's brutal, and, like, when it kicks in and the beat kicks in, it's, like, it has that instrumental break, and then the synth, like, it plays a melody, and then it shifts up and repeats twice. I don't know what it is. That is... That's the part on the record where it's, like... It becomes less fun to me. This, this is the song that... If I'm under very peculiar circumstances, this is the one where I'm going to go listen to, Out of the Blue. And, like, obviously his voice comes in not pitch-shifted. But, yeah, so Andy went ahead and brought up the lyrics. Like, what is it about the lyrics of the song? What do you want to break down? Um. So, basically, okay, just because I uh, remember this one part that I don't want to mess up. Yeah. So, first of all, on every 10th track of Tyler's song, since his... Um, Debut 2009 mixtape, which I don't know if I can say the name of that, but... <laughs> Classic Tyler. <laughs> but, which I do have on vinyl, I'm very proud to say, it's a bootleg, but anyways, I just had to throw that out there. He's been doing, he just like, it's like two tracks in one, and actually on Wolf it was three tracks. Yeah. But, like, so, like, on this is Gone Gone slash Thank You. And on this one, he really, like, most of the time, they're kind of just two tracks. Yeah. Like, these, and, and he does this on Flower Boy too, like, they really coincide with each other. Yeah. Like on Goblin, um, fish and boppin, b word are, I like I can't even describe them. Disgusting, but these like <laughs> here. Hold on, I need to find the. Okay, when when Gerard Carmichael goes on and he's like, oh I hate wasted potential that crushes your spirit. Yeah. Like, and right before that when he goes like want me to do it over or hold on. Actually, I don't know if I can play that. Hold on, sorry. It doesn't go on Spotify. 
I don't know how strict Spotify is. At the Fat Talk Vinyl Podcast, we are not breaking laws. My bad, yeah. Um, stay legal here. But yeah, basically, I like used to dissect this song. Like, yeah. I forgot, and the last track, which I'm very excited to talk about. But So I kind of forgot some stuff. So, but yeah, I used to know a ton. Basically, when it was like, uh, at this like beat switch, or at this whole song switch. Yeah. He's basically at the want me to do it over everything part. He's basically just talking about, like, kind of talking to himself. Like, you really want me to, like, undo all this progress that we had together. Like, you want me to undo everything we had, you know? Yeah. But it's also, it works with the song because it's going to the next track, which is the same track. Sorry, I'm not great at describing things. but It's hard, too. And something I've realized, too, on the episode when we were doing In the Airplane Over the Sea by Neutral Milk Hotel, sometimes I get so excited Sometimes I love something so much. We are not professionals. We are music fans. Yes. We are not. You know, that's what I wanted this podcast to stand for. Is like sometimes you get on the mic and like... Sometimes I'm literally overwhelmed by how much I love something. And it's hard to formulate on the spot. Because like when you don't rehearse something... Sometimes some of the best bits of the show have just been like... Full expression. And it's like... Especially this is fun because I think this is one of the most dissectable tracks on the record. Yeah, for sure. And hold on. I just remembered that I was really bored one day and I wrote a whole explanation for this album. Um, I think it was New Year's and I was really bored. It was like four in the morning. So I could have been using that this whole time. Whoa. Okay. Andy has brought out <laughs> the notes app on his phone. You know what? Just what do, what do you got on this notes app? Thing? All right. So I could have written a lot more, but I got really lazy. It's basically just him falling out of love and him like being so hurt he doesn't want to he doesn't know if he wants to fall in love again after this rejection after this deep rejection and i remember i don't know if you remember this this i played this in the car one time because i don't know why i talking to me yeah i played this in the car one time for some reason this is not a song you play in the car but the beat of the second like of the thank you part it kind of sounds like a gun cocking you do you remember that didn't i tell you that yeah that's what i'm saying and he I was, that a lot. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I was song. thinking, because I would, that could go with, like, A Boy is a Gun. I don't know if that's a coincidence, but, it, like, it sounds, in this track, it sounds especially like a gun cocking. Yeah. Are you talking about gun? gun? Yeah. Yeah. I, that's See, my favorite. Yeah, he noticed that. I hate wasted potential. That shit it crushes your spirit. It really does. It crushes your soul. <laughs> I like I liked it so much where I was literally asking like my sister I was just talking about this but I was asking like can I play some on Ox and I would play this and she'd be like why would you have me like why would you play this like this is not a song you play on the Ox chord but I just liked it so much. hard disagree I think if this is indeed really? Ox chord yeah why not I, why are we holding gotta, back you gotta be in a certain mood yeah, I, I feel like, like car music should be more like energetic or- this is friend of the show Luca Hicks breaking down. Car music. <laughs> yeah. I actually quick pause, Luca. Do you want to explain to our listeners at home 
This is Luca Hicks defining car music. What makes a great car song to you? Uh, energetic. Makes you, I don't know. Makes you want to do things. Dance, I guess. So, more energetic. Less, um, what's the word we'd put on gone, gone? Depressing, probably. Yeah. Um, a nice sad. sense of melancholy. So, once we get out of Gone Gone, thank you. Where do we transition next on Tyler the Critter's Igor? So this is when he like completely no he's over uh this love interest. I don't love you anymore. And it's <laughs> what do you think that song's about? I, I don't know. Um no, but it's pretty straightforward. It's literally he's out of he fell out of love. He no longer has feelings. That's basically it. And I don't really know how much to say. This track is very slept on. I don't see enough people talking about it. Yeah, and I mean, it really... Well, it's because it's not as fun. Yeah. It's not as pivotal, but it's very direct. Because, like, the pivotal moments are like... This is, I guess, when it's worn off. But it's like, part of me, obviously, will never truly buy it. Because Mm -hmm. it's like, hey, here's a masterpiece of this record. But I don't love you anymore. And it's like... There's also, like, such greater songs and i'm saying that like this is a bad song but this song is still amazing yeah like every this is a one of my like 10 out of 10 albums in my opinion i don't have that many but and then where are we next after that one now okay i know i wrote a lot about this song are we still friends this is the last track of the album Oof. andy's been chomping at the bit for this last track and there's something special when it starts out with a character theme and it ends you know, on a great last scene. It's like the end of Fight Club, you know? Yeah. Or ending on... I really want to. Oh, damn, you gotta watch Fight Club and watch... The ending's just like that crazy moment. Or ending a record on a day in the life, you know? It's just... So, what's the closer? Are we still friends? Why is this one of your favorite tracks on the record? Um, so, it's basically him saying, like, he wants to remain, like, acquaintances with the love interest, the dude that just broke his heart. But, like, he doesn't want to say goodbye. And the lyric, hold on, let me find it. Don't get green skin, keep contact. Don't say goodbye, smell you later. That's him saying, like, don't get alienated. Like, I want like I want you to stay, but, like, I don't love you anymore. But, like, he's still, like, like... Which is funny because that is definitely love if I've ever heard it. Maybe not romantic love. Maybe not, like an infatuation with this relationship but it's like hey just because it's not like how i thought doesn't mean it has to be like this you know and it's like this really is the the quintessential closer to a breakup album is are are we still friends you know it's very hard i know people that have been divorced for two decades and they still you know raise children together and say happy birthday in these bittersweet moments where you still care about someone you know if you truly love someone or shared a life in these memories you know it is hard to let go and in tyler's point it's so interesting because it really is infatuation which is not uncommon with falling in love you know um the early conflict free part of falling for someone or starting a relationship's fun but you know this is really interesting you know because it's like you're not really sure what the relationship was supposed to be, but it's just, it's a bitter end. And obviously, yeah, the green skin and alienation. Yeah. Fair analysis there. Yeah, you Tyler know. loves his metaphors. Yeah. But, okay, in the lyric right after that, 
I don't want to end the season on a bad episode. Bouncing off things and you don't know how you fall. Basically saying, like, I don't... I want to end on a good note. I still want to be friends, like I said before. And the bouncing off of the... Like, we're going back and forth, you know, almost like... Almost like like he's being led on, kind of, and then... Rejection. You know? So this has been a whirlwind of an experience. Yeah, real quick, just back to this. Not about the story. The bridge on this track is definitely my favorite bridge of Tyler's. Like, in any of his songs. And that's a huge claim, too. Yes. So, this really has been... I knew this would be a disorienting record. It's hard to, like... This is an emotional record, too. Sometimes you're just like, this song sounds good. Yeah. This was produced well. This song's fun to listen to. Whereas I this is like... Ball my eyes out. Yeah, no, this is a, a little bit rougher of a moment. So what do you think this album will stand for in Tyler's legacy? You said it's, in many ways, objectively his best album, even if it's not always your favorite. Mm-hmm. But you've called it a perfect 10 out of 10, like... Do you have any major closing statements on Igor? Um, well, this song, or sorry, album, is like just one you can always go back to. Like whenever you don't know what to listen to. You can, I mean, in my opinion, you can kind of listen to this in any mood. Because the start of the album, and then it, it like drags it with you. Yeah, no, there are. Or drags um, you with There's you. a lot of different emotions to like. As Luca would define, there are some songs that would hit in the car if you're just cruising around. The <laughs> Magic Wand. Yeah, exactly. You know, there are some fun songs to listen to. There are some not fun songs, which yeah. I, I think are ox-worthy. But, you know, that's only my humble opinion. But I guess that is great on this storytelling album because there really is such a wide range of emotions. Mm-hmm. And one last thing about it. Um, the first, the the bold chord... At the beginning of Igor's theme is the same chord at the end of Are We Still Friends, signifying that like the whole album's a loop. The whole story of it is a loop, like I mentioned before. So We love continuity. Mm-hmm. If there's anything album fans and vinyl fans love, it's nice continuity. So we are getting to the very end of our episode. Thank you so much if you made it this far with us. If you want to come talk about your favorite record, whether it's happy, sad, Oxworthy or not, um, shoot us a message on Facebook at Fat Dog Vinyl. We're located at 7 North Main Street in Mount Vernon, Ohio. Um, right where we're recording this, we are looking at a copy of the Igor LP, which has the hidden bonus track on it, we've learned. So swing down to Fat Dog Vinyl. This has been your host, Matt Bacher, and I'm here with... Andy And this has been Tyler...